Daily news and analysis. We keep you informed and inspired. This is World Today. Chinese President Xi Jinping says the trend of peace, development, and cooperation is irreversible when addressing a virtual summit of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. China expresses regret over the IAEA's report on Fukushima's nuclear waste disposal plan. China restricts the export of gallium and germanium, two components for manufacturing chips and radar systems. Welcome to World Today, a news program with a different perspective. I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. To listen to this episode again or to catch up on previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching World Today. Chinese President Xi Jinping says the trend of peace, development, and cooperation is irreversible. Addressing a virtual summit of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, Xi Jinping said China is willing to work with other countries to implement the Global Security Initiative and help solve international and regional issues through dialogue. He also said China is ready to work with all parties on the Global Development Initiative and oppose unilateralism and decoupling. President Xi Jinping said China welcomes all countries to join the Global Civilization Initiative. He also stressed the high-quality development of the Belt and Road, as this year marks 10 years of the initiative. Now, for more, we're joined by Dr. Wang Huiyao, President of the Center for China and Globalization, a think tank based in Beijing. Thank you, Dr. Wang, for talking to us. It's good to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Now, first up,、uh, Doctor, what、um, help us understand? You know the particular significance for strengthening the SCO at this moment for the world. Yes, absolutely. I think the、uh, the timing is really great. That,、uh, The world is really at a crossroad, and there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, distrust and mistrust, and then also a lot of、uh, confusions and a lot of uh, uh, geopolitical neg- negative uh, sentiment uh, floating around. Of course, the, 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 the Russian war with Ukraine and, and all the things. So I think at this time,、uh, President Xi actually emphasized again. You know, we we need to really. <laughs> Uh, talk about the global,、uh, uh, you know, security initiative, development initiative, and civilization initiative. Something China inject into the global public domain, uh, uh, a proposal for everybody to really concentrate on the key theme of our time,、mm. rather than we are really all, all、uh, you know, really involved in this kind of geopolitical,、uh, you know, going down or spiral. Let's go up. Let's、mm. go up or spiral. Let's talk about those really constructive, positive. You know, also uh, security uh, uh, is the, you know, old mankind, and that's really, I think, he's very importantly points out the the key issue of our time.、Mm. And let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the fundamentals of of the world that we have to work on. China is willing to discuss and willing willing to initiate and willing to cooperate. That I think he sends a very strong message.、Mm. Well then,、uh, I'm sure you've been watching, you know, President Xi Jinping's speech、uh, at the summit. Overall, what do you think about it?、Doctor? Well, I think it's a, it's a very, very, very positive, very, uh, uh, you know, forward-looking and very encouraging、uh, as well. Because、uh, I mean, the world needs some、uh, an injection of the confidence, particularly,、uh, you know, the world economy is at, uh, at uh, also uh, going downward, and then also. There's a suspicion. There's a, there's a geopolitical uh, uh, you know maneuvers, and、uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, you know、uh, divide between the countries. And then I think President Xi calling for 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 those initiatives, calling for corporations is really the the, the I think the, the, in the 21st century we have to work together. I think again, you know, President Xi send a strong message to、uh, calling for. You know, all countries to work together, particularly Shanghai Cooperation countries,、mm. and that China is already a key part of that. But, but let's do more. Let's really follow those uh, uh, dialogues and、uh, initiatives,、uh, and, and then everybody,、uh, every country can contribute. It's not just China's、mm. initiative for the world, and、right. it's really global public goods that that we can all uh, uh, to talk about and share about.、Mm. President Xi Jinping talked about the Shanghai spirit.、Uh, so, Doctor Wang,、uh, remind us of the Shanghai spirit again, and what's its relevance for today's world. Doctor, well, I think you know、mm. the Shanghai Corporation is really—I mean—that that that has been established many years ago. But basically, it's a 
it's a uh, inclusive but also uh, uh, cooperative i think that's probably the key is that we have the corporate and uh, and also uh, shanghai corporation is basically you know uh, a mechanism for the countries to to collaborate to 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 you know prevent uh, terrorism prevent uh, all those uh, uh, you know uh, negative uh, influence but but also i think more now the shanghai uh, uh, cooperation is also emphasizes more economic cooperation, emphasizes more uh, free trade, mm. and it emphasizes more uh, partnership. I think all those are still highly valued. I think in the in the process, and then Shanghai Cooperation is also expanding and and, and recruiting new members, which is great. I think that uh, we have a, a more economic alliance that uh, that China is also pushing for the uh, Belt and Road. I think it's more. Uh, collaborative uh, with with all those countries, including Shanghai cooperation countries. So mm. this is really uh, a cooperation. I think is the key word for for this organization, which is namely is the Shanghai cooperation uh, organization. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. As you mentioned, the SCO started as a platform for security dialogue. So, um, Dr. Wang, how does China's global security initiative fit into the mechanism and strategies of the SCO? Yeah, I think this is very good because uh, the, I think China has proposed the Global Security Initiative because uh, we we are we are living in a more and more dangerous world. We are living in a more insecure world, and uh, and a, a big country like China, which is a very significant economic country now, has actually proposed that we should really uh, you know, think about its global security. And China has put concrete, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the content there. So, for example, respect sovereignty, no violation of the territorial integrity. Mm-hmm. And of course, also we should have a balance of security. We should every country should have a have a legitimate concern about the security issues. And let's talk about that. So, in, in this world, there's, there's nobody talk about global security, uh, 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 you know, initiative. I mean, China proposed that. It's really to really to to want to get everybody concerned, countries involved, and let's talk about let's, let's discuss how we can reach a better security uh, for for our world, for for, for the mankind, for our global. So. So I think the, the, the China Security Initiative is really a great uh, uh, discussion, which is, uh, you know, uphold all the UN you know, the principles, uphold all the sovereignty, territorial integrity. It's a, it's a, it's a reinforced of what the UN has been saying, but also make it more aware of all the countries, make it aware of the danger we are facing, and let's really concentrate on the global security and working together for a more prosperous and more peaceful world. So that's mm-hmm. really... I think that the China Security Initiative is all about is really to get arouse everybody to to, to to talk about this, and then let's mm. be more uh, uh, you know safe uh, to to build up this uh, 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 you know safe world for the for the future. Mm. I think that's the key message. Mm. Well. Um... So, Dr. Wang, uh, as we have been talking about, uh, SCO originally was a platform for security, uh, focusing on security dialogue. So how is the way of thinking and working of the SCO different from what traditional Western, Western security way of alliance making? Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I, I think, you know, China has been very... Uh, I, I would summarize that China is really pursuing the economic globalization, you know, uh, rather than really uh, more secure, uh, you know, uh, a military alliance globalization. Where we've seen that, uh, you know, we've we've seen a strengthening of NATO, five eyes. We even have a NATO wants to come to Asia. We have, you know, a Quad is a mini NATO probably in Asia. We have a AUKUS, uh, which is a, a nuclear uh, submarine submarine technology proliferation to a non-nuclear country. So we see all those happening. What China is pursuing is the Belt and Road Initiative, AIB, Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, but also, uh, you know, the China, Africa, China, uh, Latin American, China, Arab, and China Central Asia Summit. It's all about economic cooperation. Belt and Road is, is, is a great uh, connect, connectivity project for that as well. And then Shanghai Cooperation falls in all those initiatives. I mean, we have particularly the Belt and Road because that's the Silk Road where China used to pass uh, many, many of those kind of, uh, uh, Shanghai Corporation countries. Mm. So, so I think that, uh, you know, now the Shanghai uh, Corporation uh, has, has actually expanded into more economic frame because, for example, they had uh, uh, a meeting uh, in Qingdao, and then they, had, they are expanding the, 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 the economic zone for, for those Shanghai Corporation. So I think there's, there's more uh, enlargement of that, there's, but also there's more 
uh, representing the Gobo South as well. You know, because mm-hmm. Chai Corporation is really, uh, uh, you know, of, of all those uh, uh, well, large developing mm-hmm. countries. Yeah, mm-hmm. Indeed. And, and mm-hmm. so, so it's getting, getting more attractive now. And mm-hmm. uh, particularly economically, business cooperation is a mm-hmm. new addition to that. Right. So, Dr. Wang, Iran has uh, officially become a member of the SCO. What does this membership mean for Iran? And what does it mean for the organization itself? Doctor. I think Shanghai mm-hmm. Corporation is easily enriched itself. I mean, Iran is the is 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 Asian civilization, is a significant country in the, in the Gulf of the Middle East region. And Iran is uh, is really a, a country that we should really engage, not not abandon, not uh, contain, not to, you know, we we really use the inter- economic integration to really make it more uh, responsible in the region. And uh, and then we recently China broke deal for uh, between Iran and uh, and uh, of course uh, Saudi Arabia, and that's very significant. So I think by engaging them into international organization rather than exclude them, you know, like mm-hmm. we sanction them, we exclude them, we we don't let them do any international cooperation. Now we make them, we push them to the other end. So let's let's really uh, attract them into this, and then let's work with them, so that you know there there will be uh, dialogue, there will be cooperation, be, so we have a positive influence on, on Iran through the Shanghai cooperation, so that so you know he, he, everybody followed the great rules and regulations. So that'd be a good way to cooperate with each other, rather than we're having a country there that not really any organization. Like North Korea is not in any organization could be could be very dangerous too. So, so, mm-hmm. so I think that we have to really work on this and really include more countries and 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 possibly uh, give some impact so that uh, Iran is a is a big power. You know, it could be mm-hmm. uh, a nuclear power as well. So we have to stop that. We have to influence that. And I think by uh, having them into the Shanghai Corporation could give some positive influence. Right. Uh, to really uh, uh, you know push China to the right, put Iran to the right direction. Mm, right. Thank you for talking to us. That was Dr. Wang Huiyao, president of the Center for China and Globalization, a think tank based in Beijing. Coming up, China expresses regret over the IAEA's report on Fukushima's nuclear waste disposal plan. You're listening to World Today. Stay with us. As one of CGTN Radio's most popular programs, World Today provides listeners with a strong mix of international news and business. It delivers in-depth analysis of current affairs and one-on-one interviews, bringing you the stories behind the news, not just what's happening, but why. Welcome back. I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. China has expressed regret over the International Atomic Energy Agency's report on Fukushima's nuclear waste disposal plan. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson urged both Japan and the IAEA to act in a responsible manner over the plan. The IAEA delivered on Tuesday the agency's report on Japan's plan to dump radioactive wastewater from the Fukushima nuclear power plant. The agency said Japan's plans were consistent with international safety standards and that will have a quote-unquote negligible radiological impact to people and the environment. IAEA chief Rafael Grossi said, added that the assessment is not an endorsement of Japan's plan. Now for more, we're joined by Joseph Gregory Mahoney, professor at East China Normal University. Uh, thank you for talking to us on this very important uh, topic. Um, now, first of all, let, let's try to understand the IAE, what the IAEA report said uh, here. How should we understand the IAEA's remark that Japan's plans were consistent with international safety standards and they would have, quote, unquote, negligible radiological impact to people and the environment? Does it have impact or not? You know, I think the statement is rather clear, but the key question is, uh, was the science well done and are the international safety standards strong enough? And what does negligible radiological impact really mean? Uh, Is it worse than getting a sunburn or getting an MRI? Uh, Will it kill some sea life and potentially harm others, but only uh, a very small amount? 
should we avoid eating fish for some time? Uh, mm. Is it safe uh, for pregnant women, nursing mothers or children or other people who are more sensitive uh, to, to, to continue to eat fish? Uh, should people stay out of the water? Is it okay to go to the beach? These are the sorts of questions that are not really answered um, by this type of uh, statement. Indeed, I'm rather confused. Well, the IAE chief Rafael Grossi also added that、uh, the assessment is not an endorsement of Japan's plan. I mean, how should we understand that? Isn't the IAE responsible, you know, for a clear answer on this? First, the agency does not want the political responsibility of endorsing、mm-hmm. a plan that some countries find objectionable. It's uh, uh, the agency's position is to assert a scientific conclusion that can guide. Policymakers and hopefully reassure populations.、Uh, but second,、uh, to endorse one solution versus another would indicate the agency has assessed this is the best solution, and that's not something the agency appears to have concluded for whatever、mm. reason.、Mm. Well, then. Also,、um, Professor Mahoney, if the IAE gives approval, green light to Japan's plan, why does the IAE chief still need to go to South Korea and New Zealand to ease the worries of the two Pacific countries? Well, you know, the, the government of New Zealand is a green government, and、um, and this is a very important issue for people in New Zealand, and, and not just New Zealand, but a lot of、uh, South Pacific countries are very concerned about、um, this event.、Uh, but then, in, in the case of、uh, South Korea, we have a country that is immediately adjacent、uh, to Japan. The people there have a long history of、uh, distrust, given the the, the the history of colonialism and, and imperialism uh, uh, before、uh, and during World War Two,、uh, and So that because of this animosity, there's there's some concern.、Um, the, the current、uh, South Korean president、uh, appears to have signaled that he's not going to oppose this, but he, he does need, or he could help, be helped uh, by uh, the the chief coming uh, to Seoul uh, to to reassure、um, uh, him and the the South Korean people that this isn't going to be a very big deal.、Mm. So, Professor, it seems that Japan is going to proceed with the plan, anyways, despite global and domestic opposition. We have、uh, been seeing reports、uh, saying that, you know, domestically, some fishing, the fishing industry in Japan is opposing this too. So,、um, in practical terms, how do you think the plan will influence the environment nearby waters? Well, first, if the water is, if the wastewater is truly safe, then why is it necessary to dump it in the ocean?、Uh, why not dump it in Japanese lakes or use it to water their crops? And you know, this is the kind of question that a lot of people have.、Uh, second,、uh, anti-nuclear environmentalists um, um, distrust、uh, the IAEA because part of its mandate is to promote nuclear energy, and anti-nuclear environmentalists, environmentalists don't believe any nuclear energy is safe, and They don't believe the Fukushima wastewater is safe.、Uh, they are concerned that it will cause some harm to the environment.、Uh, third, I think it's safe to conclude that the wastewater won't help the environment; that it will probably cause some harm. Now, my guess is that the harm might or might not be negligible, but probably not substantial,、uh, especially when we compare it to all the other pollution being dumped、uh, into the ocean worldwide, which unfortunately we don't pay enough attention to, but probably causes us greater harm. Nevertheless,、uh, the, the 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 people in Japan who who are concerned about this have reason to be concerned, and certainly the fishing industry has reason to to be concerned that it will harm、um, uh, their image、uh, and their sales.、Mm. As you mentioned, Professor, the report、um, isn't didn't provide、um, a sufficient answer to the questions that people would usually have on this issue. And Japan, the Japanese government,、uh, is not you know transparent enough on this.、Um, and this is certainly a very、uh, complex issue that needs all kinds of examinations and monitoring. So, how do you think you know Japan proceeding with the plan? Will affect Japan's global image, especially Japan's image in 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 East Asia to its、uh, neighbors. Well, I think it's already clear because you know、mm-hmm. th- this was basically decided a year ago, and it's something we've been talking about、uh, over and over again. And there's been a lot of anxiety、uh, around Asia and, and the South Pacific、uh, due to this plan、uh, that dumping the water will、uh, hurt、uh, Japan's image. 
um, uh, including uh, especially those in nearby Asian countries who fear this is dangerous and who already, as we've noted, harbor historical distrust of Japan. Uh, it will also, again, hurt uh, Japan's image among South Pacific countries who are strongly opposed to any nuclear dumping uh, at sea. And uh, again, likewise, anger environmentalists around the world and, and including uh, those in Japan. Um, and again, it will certainly impact the image of uh, Japanese sea products and likely uh, unfortunately, those of nearby countries. Mm, that's really unfortunate. Well, it seems that, you know, the, the dumping might happen in just a few days. But let's go back to the very beginning for a little bit. Professor, what has led to Japan's decision to dump the water in the first place? I mean, has Japan exhausted all methods on this? You know, this is a good question. You know, first, after the Fukushima disaster, but before the global energy crisis that followed the conflict in Ukraine, many in Japan uh, had become distrustful of nuclear energy. Um, but the energy crisis changed public opinion, not completely, but enough that the government was able to uh, once again expand nuclear energy production. Now, this meant that the government also needed to move ahead with solutions related to the Fukushima cleanup. Second, however, the Japanese people do not trust the waste uh, water enough to mm. leave it on their own land, right? I mean, we keep getting this story that it's not safe to leave it in the tanks at Fukushima, um, uh, that, but it, it's nevertheless safe uh, to dump at sea. So they continue to rely on nuclear energy. You know, many countries do. China relies on nuclear energy. Mm. Um, but Japan also suffered the, the Fukushima disaster. They suffered the nuclear attacks at the end of uh, World War II and so on. So they're more comfortable dumping it at sea, and that's what the government is going to do. Well, Professor, so another interesting instance uh, just a few days ago is that South Korean media revealed that the Japanese government has made a political donation of more than 1 million euros to the IAEA in order to resol resolve differences of opinion between the IAEA and third country experts conducting a review of the nuclear, you know, contaminated water from the Fukushima power plant. Um, Professor, how, how should we view this? I mean, especially at this critical juncture where, you know, South Korea, um, you know, voicing such, uh, you know, such uh, concerns and reports. You know, if this is true, then it should be addressed openly and candidly by uh, the IAEA. Uh, but I, I'm not inclined towards conspiracy theories. Mm. Uh, this agency is part of the United Nations. It reports to the UN General Assembly and the UN Security Council, where China and other major countries have permanent seats. If the agency can certify that this will not harm the environment near or far, then I'm inclined to believe that this is probably true. That said, you know, agencies make mistakes and sometimes the science is incomplete or inadequate. So I return to the earlier point. If it's not done uh, dangerous, then why is it necessary to dump it at sea? Why mm -hmm. not find a solution within Japan itself that doesn't bother other nations? Mm. Professor, one more question, because um, earlier Japan tried to inject some, um, you know, sentences into the statement of the G7 summit, uh, which Japan held uh, some days ago, uh, you know, endorsing the plan. But uh, some G7 country members uh, rejected that. Do you think this issue, I mean, we are an interconnected world. Do you think this issue has been reported enough in Western press? Why or why not? I don't think the Western press has paid much attention to it, which is mm -hmm. a little surprising because, you know, the, the way the ocean currents will carry the water is uh, up towards likely uh, Alaska and then down uh, the western coast of the United States, including um, um, uh, possibly Oregon and uh, uh, Washington state. Now, you know, that that's that's sort of what people are concerned about. Now, I do know that there is some local concern in those regions. There's certainly some concern among the fishing industry mm. um, in uh, Alaska. Uh, but it, it, I think it's also been clear that, uh, you know, Biden um, uh, has been courting strong Japanese support uh, in, it, in, in his efforts to encircle and suppress right. China. Mm. And it, if, if there's been a transaction uh, between the two countries. It's been that the United That's, States mm. early on, before before it was even certified that this rather, was safe. And, and even, mm, unfortunate. Sorry, Professor, I have to cut you there. We're running out of time. But uh, this is certainly a very important issue for people in East Asia. You're listening to World Today. We'll be right back with more discussions. Stay with us.
I am Dan Wang, Chief Economist of Hansen Bank China. The world today is a real fun program. You will hear interesting people discussing global trend, economic event, what's happening in and outside of China. So, friends around the world, hope you can join us. Welcome back. I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. Palestine says it is suspending all contacts with Israel following Israeli raids in the West Bank that have killed at least eight Palestinians and wounded scores more. On Monday, the Israeli army waged a large-scale attack against the northern West Bank city of Jenin. Israel says the operation is an extensive counterterrorism effort aimed at destroying infrastructure and preventing militants from using the refugee camp as a base. Noah Harazin has more from Gaza. Hundreds of Palestinians in the Gaza Strip organized a set and protest on Monday, condemning the Israeli military operation on Jenin, a refugee camp in the West Bank. Dozens of officials from Palestinian political factions participated in the protest. Hazem Qasim, Hamas's spokesperson in Gaza Strip, expressed his anger at the silence of the international community on the repeated Israeli invasions on Jenin. This large-scale military operation in Jenin is a dangerous escalation against all Palestinian people. The Israeli occupation bears full responsibility for the repercussions of this attack and the resistance there. They will fight this occupation attack with all they can. The demonstrators in Gaza held Palestinian flags and banners of solidarity with Jenin. They chanted slogans calling for an end to the Israeli operation against the camp. We send a message directed to all the silent world about the repeated attacks on the Jenin camp and against the Palestinians in Jenin. Please stop this aggression on our defenseless people and stop this destruction, killings and massacres that take place every day against our Palestinian people in Jenin. Dawood Shahab, the spokesman for the Islamic Jihad movement in Palestine, threatened in a press release on Monday that the Palestinian resistance factions are fully prepared to escalate the conflict if the Israeli military operation on Jenin camp continues. That means firing rockets from the Gaza Strip. This was Israel's second military operation on Jenin in less than two weeks, before down on Monday, drones targeted an apartment deemed by the Israeli Defense Forces to be terrorist infrastructure. The Israeli army said the house served as a command center for Palestinian militants. Noah Harazin reporting from Gaza. Following the clashes, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres urged that all military operations to be conducted with full respect for international humanitarian law. The Arab League has condemned Israel's operations. Now, for more, we're joined by Dr. He Wenping. She's Africa expert and senior research fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. Thank you, Doctor, for talking to us again. It's great to have you back on the show. Yeah, thank you very much、uh, for having me. Now, first up,、uh, Dr. He, how do you see the timing of this attack by Israel? Well,、uh, this attack,、uh, for me, I don't see it、uh, as a surprise、uh, because it's come uh, uh, come forward based on three、uh, big contacts.、Uh, number one, I think it's early this year.、Uh, this tension building between Israel and the Palestinian side already, you know, building on and on and on. So you know, in some day today or tomorrow or like、uh, days before, it will sooner or later will burst out, and this is、uh, the first、uh, point. The second, the big background,、uh, that is,、uh, I think、uh, United States,、uh, they withdraw from this uh, area mm-hmm. and uh, follow uh, this Afghanistan uh, this issue. Uh, Taliban took over, and then、uh, the Af-、uh, American troops withdraw. So this has been leaving、uh, this way withdraw, leaving a big、uh, security vacuum. Uh, in this uh, uh, Middle East、uh, region as a whole, and then another thing we see、uh, the Middle East country themselves, they united themselves together.、Uh, they want to build on a security this umbrella by themselves.、Uh, you see the Iran and the Saudi Arabia are、uh, those、uh, long-term foes、uh, with each other, but now they already warm up、uh, the relations. But before you see the Israel security, they think、uh, based on like.、Uh, United with other some like Saudi Arabia and Egypt to attack、uh, this Iran, so that will becoming 
then a security a distraction. But now this situation no longer there. So mm-hmm. third big point that is the Israel government Netanyahu. Ah,、uh, this government is being regarded as the rightist. Ah,、uh, this、uh, Israel government、uh, we've ever seen. So、mm-hmm. he came back at the end of the last year. So we are not take any ah、uh, so called tolerant policy. Uh, rather than a very aggressive policy towards uh, this Israel-Palestinian、uh, issue.、Mm. Well, certainly a lot of things are happening, you know, simultaneously in the region.、Um, the Israeli army said the operation aimed to launch "quote unquote" an extensive counterterrorism effort,、uh, and an Israeli spokesperson said it was not "quote unquote" not. Against the Palestinian Authority, but against the terror groups in Jenin. Now, Professor, how do you, how how what's your reaction to these remarks? How do you see these remarks? Yeah, this is a one-sided、uh, say a remark coming from Israel、uh, side,、uh, because in Israel's uh, eyes, uh, how to make the this、uh, you know the big scale this military operation as a、uh, justify uh, this uh, uh, action? Of course, they will regard. Uh, those uh, joining uh, military groups, actually, they are.、Uh, I think it's Hamas people or like、uh, jihad people. So、uh, they regard them as a terrorist. So re-、uh, this is anti-terror action. So use this as a shelter or、uh, for their this、uh, large scale like raid and the military attack. But if you look at the opinion coming from a Palestinian side, so of course this is not a terrorist、uh, forces at all. Uh, those forces are self-defending, are、uh, defending their、uh, rights for their surviving,、uh, for their、uh, rights,、uh, even based on their own territory.、Mm-hmm. So that the drilling area is in the control of Hamas and Jihad. So they are not getting into the territory controlled by Israel. And now、uh, Israel is marching into the territory controlled by them. Right. Well, Doctor Hersa, how do you see things unfolding moving forward? Well, there's going to be, I think, a new round of tension. That's for sure、mm. uh, uh, between the Palestinian side and the、uh, Israeli side. You see, we have already heard、uh, Palestinian President、uh, Abbas already、uh, said now there's no further contact、uh, with Israel side. This makes this negotiation process between the two, you know, now、uh, failure again,、mm. and、uh, we won't see uh, some uh, new good、uh, like a、uh, new. Ah,、uh, just the、uh, chances to make these things on the right track, act for the peaceful negotiation track anymore. Ah,、mm. uh, because every time the tension there, and then needs more time to rebuild. Ah,、uh, those tension so needs time to you know make those wounded scar ah、uh, healed. But now ah,、uh, without the、uh, old scar being healed, and then new scars are、uh, being made. Ah,、mm. uh, this number one, number two. Yeah, we have seen those、uh, casualties and the wounded people. Those numbers. Mm. Well, for sure,、uh, get more and more. Right. So, also one more question, doctor. So, where are we? Tell us where are we exactly in terms of、uh, real negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians at the moment? Yes. Uh, it's not that uh, uh, optimistic at all. Actually, we are now at nowhere、mm. uh, because uh, with the U.S. now no longer <coughs> in the Middle East to be the negotiator. Mm. And also not being regarded as a neutral negotiator at all. So this、uh, peace building, <coughs> oh, sorry, mm. in、Doctor. this area、mm. actually has been suspended completely.、Mm. Well, that's really you know something people are worrying about. But thank you. That was Dr. He Wenping, a senior research fellow at Chinese Academy of Social Sciences. This is World Today. We'll be right back. Hello, I am Dr. Digby James Wren, a political analyst and international relations scholar specializing in China area studies. World Today offers unmatched in-depth perspectives on China's politics, economics, business, technology, and society. World Today's team of reporters and contributors provides valuable information from all of the world's major economies. I hope you can join me on World Today for the very best insights and news from China on China and help to build a better understanding of China's role in the world today. Welcome back. I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. China will restrict the export of gallium and germanium, two components for chips and radar systems. 
A circular issued by the Ministry of Commerce on Monday said the aim is to safeguard Chinese national security and interests. Under the new rule, exporters will have to apply to the Ministry of Commerce for an export license and report the contract and utility before shipping out related items. The export control will take effect on August the first. Now, for more, we're joined by Andy Mark, tech analyst and senior research fellow at the Center for China and Globalization. Thank you, Andy, for talking to me. It's great to have you back on the show. Absolutely, my pleasure. Now, Andy, we understand、um, gallium and germanium are rare metals important for chip industry and others. So, could you please help us understand more about these two metals? Why did the particular the circular particularly focus on these two? Well, I think first of all,、um, we have to understand that、um, you know we are in the midst of a uh, unfortunate, uh, destructive uh, rivalry that was initiated by the U.S.、Mm. as it imposed these、uh, tech restrictions on China, and one of the most important ones, of course,、uh, regards semiconductors. So the latest Chinese response、uh, regarding Uh, gallium and germanium are one.、Uh, so why these two? So one, of course, they're critical to the production of semiconductors. So、uh, it's a calibrated, symmetrical response、uh, to the U.S. in the hope、uh, that this sends a painful signal to、mm-hmm. the U.S. that this course of action really、uh, is not good for anybody. Mm. Um, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about the national security implications of this as well. But、um, I think that's the primary reason why these two、mm. uh, m- minerals were selected.、Mm. Well, then let's talk about the national in-、uh, interest and security in, in here, because the circular said, you know, the main aims to safeguard China's、uh, national security and interests. Really, what are these、um, interests? Sure. Well, the most basic. National security interest is defending the country from military attack or military invasion,、mm-hmm. and we know that China, of course, has a much more holistic and comprehensive、uh, understanding of national security. But if we only focus on the military aspects, that、um, these minerals are used for semiconductors、uh, and some semiconductors, and in particular, some of the ones uh, that uh, rely on these minerals. Are used for missile systems for other、uh, military applications, which, as we know,、uh, the U.S. increasingly、uh, is threatened by China and is taking steps、uh, to target China militarily. So I think it's a very clear connection.、Uh, what is the national security interest here from the Chinese perspective?、Mm. Well,、um, as you mentioned, you know these two are rather critical for the chip industry.、Um, and I've done some research.、Uh, certainly, China's,、um, you know,、uh, is one of the w- among one of the main providers of the two metals, but not the biggest,、uh, especially not on germanium. So, how do you think this circular might affect the global supply、uh, market on these two metals? Well, from a purely economic perspective.、Um, You know what affects、uh, prices, and of course, in、uh, you know one of the main concerns here is price and availability. Is、mm-hmm. the marginal producer? So you don't necessarily have to be the biggest,、um, but if you're an important supplier,、uh, then certainly it can have a market impact. And of course, this、uh, I think affects market psychology as well. So、uh, this is a very important、uh, move by China, but also I think it has. Uh, important market ramifications as well.、Mm. Well, Andy, as you mentioned, you know this、uh, comes in the very beginning from uh, some uh, targeted uh, policy from the United States against China uh, to really uh, contain China's、uh, growth in terms of chip industry. And very unfortunately, we have、uh, got to where we are today. I mean, is 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 this、um, something? I mean, is the U.S. policy on this really、uh, a good thing for global tech industry、uh, development? I mean, what should be what should what should be the right attitude in this? Well, I think what we're seeing from a macro perspective is the confirmation of China's long-held suspicion that the U.S. would weaponize、uh, 
uh, important public goods, such mm-hmm. as the global financial system, uh, the supply chain for semiconductors, uh, against those that it sees as a threat, whether that's Russia or increasingly China. So um, I think this shows, again, that China's fears have been confirmed. Uh, and in the short term, of course, this is very, very challenging for China's domestic semiconductor industry. But in the long run, I think this is going to be what's called a pirate victory for the U.S. and that even in the short term, if it does impose significant cost on China, it ultimately will make China more self-sufficient, more resilient in this sector, and that it's only the American companies and the American economy that will lose out. Well, thank you, Andy, for you know talking to us today for this、uh, very important、um, topic. That was Andy Mock, tech analyst and senior research fellow at the Center for China and Globalization. You're listening to World Today. We'll be right back. Welcome. I'm Elaf Elard, economics professor and member of the Data Science and AI Center at New York University, Shanghai. On the World Today program. You can find in-depth and impartial insight, as well as critical commentary on key trends in the Chinese economy, financial technology, business, and blockchain. To prepare for the world tomorrow, join me on World Today. Welcome back to the show. I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. Argentina has, for the first time, opted for the Chinese currency yuan to settle part of its debt with the International Monetary Fund. Argentine government announced that "quote unquote" the payment of 2.7 billion dollars to the IMF corresponding to the second quarter will be made partly in special drawing rights of the treasury and partly with yuan. Meanwhile, Argentina's central government announced it will allow financial institutions to use the Chinese yuan as a currency for deposits by individuals and legal entities. So, why does Argentina want to deepen the use of yuan and reduce dependence on the U.S. dollar? Why has the de-dollarization trend been gaining momentum globally? For more, my colleague Zhao Yang spoke with Dr. Zhou Mi, senior research fellow with Chinese Academy of International Trade and Economic Cooperation. Dr. Zhou, thank you for your time. Argentina is to pay the IMF partly in SDR and partly with the Chinese currency RMB. It has chosen to deepen the use of RMB and reducing dependence on the U.S. dollar. So, what are some of the main reasons of it, and what does this tell us about? First, I, I think that、uh, the reason is that many countries. Do want to have the Chinese currency as a yuan because it, we know that RMB is one of the reserve currency in the IMF and it's actually be accepted by many countries. So they are willing to accept the payment of the RMB to like the, for Argentina's debt. So this this is the first reason. The second is that I I think that because Argentina is capable of paying RMB. So maybe in the past they do not have the enough reserve or currency of RMB, but well, in recent years、uh, there are more trade and investment happened between China and Argentina by using the RMB. So by exporting more products to China, the people and also some of the the government part of、uh, Argentina do have some、uh, RMB. They can use that to pay. The debt, what they have to pay for other debtors,、mm. and will it have a demonstration effect on other emerging economies who face the similar problems? And、uh, will it speed up the Chinese currency RMB's、uh, internationalization? Yeah, it's a very possible scenario that we see there are more different kind of usage of the RMB. Maybe in the past, the RMB can only be used as a swap between the two. Countries by the trade, but nowadays we see there are more financial products in the markets, and also some countries are considering about paying with that、uh, as a debt payment. So actually, it has provided much、uh, incentives to to the、uh, financial markets and also the banks and the stakeholders. There will be more innovative ways of using RMB. Actually, we know that a currency is important in maybe three ways. The first as a payment, the second as a, a treasury representative, and the third one is to keep its values to for the further or longer term. So, actually, for RMB, I think that we are 
very good at some innovative ways of using that, and that will provide more diversified usage in the market. It's、uh, quite possible to be used in other aspects.、Mm. And what's the outlook of the RMB's internationalization? Do you think? And what are the reasons of the gains of the RMB? Actually, we know that、uh, for the internationalization,、uh, it's、uh, one of the acceptance by the two sides. The first one is who have the money, and the second is who are going to have the money. So for both sides, I, I think that、uh, the stab- stability of the value of RMB is very important because we see the Chinese economy is strong, and we have a very bright prospect、uh, about our economy's future. So the people are judging the value of RMB by this. Economic performance, they will try to have more RMB to to you know as a treasury reserve for themselves and for better use of that. Well, we see that、uh, the RMB is uh, uh, accepted by more countries, which is our.、Uh, Even more important because with better use and a、uh, wide range of usage of a certain currency, it will provide better opportunities for the stakeholders to benefit from using that. So in this regard, I think that、uh, we are also trying to support the development of the mechanism between the governments, even with the international organizations, trying to protect the people. Who are having this currency, which is、uh, very important for protecting those people, especially for the small and medium-sized enterprises and、uh, private persons.、Mm, and you mentioned the value of RMB. So, what do you think is the value of RMB for the long term? Actually, I'm confident about the RMB's,、uh, uh, you know, the outlook of that,、uh, because that we know that in the history.、Uh, All the experiences has proved that uh, uh, currency or who will be strong is depend on its、uh, economic performance. Actually, we see that China is the developing.、Uh, The past decades very quickly, but nowadays we are going to a more stable and sustainable ways of development. We have very strong economic performance, like to have the economic、uh, relationship with Argentina and other、uh, countries. So they depend more not only by、uh, you know the import from China, but also by export to China. They benefit about the development of Chinese market. We are developing very quickly. We have a very large market and more integrated. That has provided many opportunities for the、uh, for the stakeholders, for the exporters of those countries, and they believe that when、uh, they are going to use、uh, currency, it will still depend more about the relationship between us. And we are also seeing that de-dollarization has gained momentum these two years. From the year 2021 to 2022, the dollar share in global reserves dropped eight points from 55% to 47%. So why are there more countries trading in currencies other than the U.S. dollar? Actually, I, I think that it's a kind of、um, strategy of, of the investment.、Uh, like you know, all the countries, they are also the investors in the markets. So for their use of certain treasury, they may think about、uh, what are the risks. As for the economic theory, we know that we cannot put all the eggs in one basket. So they are trying to diversify the. You know the different currencies in their baskets. Well, I have to say that、uh, another reason is that the dollar is not so stable as before, because the Federal Reserve and you know the government of the United States are trying to interfere the market more, and this actions has actually put more、uh, instep- instable factors on the value of dollars. So、mm-hmm. the governments and also enterprises and the market are anticipating that、uh, the dollar will not be as stable, and they were trying to use better currencies or at least more diversified choices of the、uh, portfolio of the currencies, which also include China's RMB and also other currencies. I have to say that. Mm, and we are seeing Brazil and Argentina have considered creating a common currency for the South America's two largest economies, and also the、uh, former officials of the uh, uh, Southeast Asian countries also discussed the de-dollarization efforts at the conference in Singapore in January. So, could you please tell us more about that? 
Actually, I, I mean that these countries are suffering more from the, the dollars. Uh, I mean, the bad aspect of that, about the, the debt issues, about the high interest issues. So they are more intended to trying to find uh, alternative ways of dealing with that. So uh, they are trying to do more to try to be more independent from the interference of U.S. dollars. Mm. And talks on whether BRICS should have its own currency also emerged. According to reports, more than 40 countries are ready to join the bloc and accept the BRICS currency. So what's your thoughts on that? And do you think uh, BRICS should have its own currency and how will it benefit the global economy? Actually, it's a very uh, bond uh, assumption that uh, the BRICS are trying to do uh, with this conclusion because uh, the BRICS are very big economies, they are very big and important emerging economies. So if they are able to try to reduce the impact from the dollars, the interference of the different policies, that maybe benefits the cooperation between these countries. But I have to say it needs to be our long term of decision and discussion and uh, trying to evaluate what are the main factors that will affect the, the usage of another kind of a very important currency? Because it's a, it's a very, uh, you know, impactive ways to, to impact the economic activities. That was Dr. Zhou Mi, Senior Research Fellow with Chinese Academy of International Trade and Economic Cooperation, speaking with my colleague Zhao Yang. That's all the time we have for this edition of World Today. A quick recap of today's headlines. Chinese President Xi Jinping says the trend of peace, development and cooperation is irreversible when addressing a virtual summit of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. China expresses regret over the IAEA's report on Fukushima's nuclear waste disposal plan. And Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson urged both Japan and the IAEA to act in a responsible manner over the plan. And also, China restricts the export of gallium and germanium to components for manufacturing chips and radar systems. Well, to listen to this episode again, or to catch up on more previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching World Today. For further discussions, you can follow us on Twitter at CGTN Radio. I'm Liu Kun in Beijing. Thank you for staying with us. Bye for now.